0: Praise the Lord. Am I loud and clear?
1: Yes, we thank God for this afternoon. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for this afternoon.
0: We honor You. We glorify Your Name. As we continue this session, Father, we invite Your Spirit to be in our presence. Speak to us in the manner that you have chosen to speak. Speak to each one of us in the way you deem fit. Speak to us that which you intend to minister to each one of us. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. and All the time. Yeah. I would like us to turn our Bibles to the book of Psalms chapter 16. Psalms chapter 16. Psalms.
1: Chapter 16. Verse 11 says. You will show
0: me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there is pleasure forevermore. You will show me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there is pleasure forevermore. Then there is the New Living Translation, says, You will show me the way of life. Granting me the joy of your presence. And the pleasures of living with you forever. Now, if we look at this verse, I'm not saying this because it's the last verse of that chapter. But it appears to be summarizing or a conclusion. Or a summary of the experience the psalmist has had so the best thing is to go back a few verses and try to investigate what is this that has led this man to begin talking like this to say that in your presence there is fullness of joy and at your right hand there is pleasure forevermore I was interested in knowing why. So as we speak, we are going to be sharing just a few things on the subject of in His presence. In His presence. In His presence. We have entitled it that way. In His presence. So if you go to verse 1, you begin to
1: see something interesting. It says,
0: keep me safe, O God. For I have come to you for refuge. Keep me safe, O God. For I have come to you for refuge. And I was interested in understanding the issue of refuge. And as I was reflecting over this, I realized that the examples are many. And my country happens to be One with full of those experiences, the word refuge or refugee sometimes or it kind of announces some, somebody under some stress of a kind. And so it's seeking for a place where they can find some comfort, can find some solutions to the problems they're facing. They want to to experience some quiet time. They have gone through troubled times. So they are seeking for a place where their souls will be comforted. So for the psalmist to come and say, in your presence, this fullness of joy, it is because at one time he has felt ambushed. He has felt overwhelmed and is going through this experience that has disturbed him. But then he has discovered a place where there is quiet, where his soul is not disturbed. So he comes and says, Lord, in your presence is fullness of joy. Back in my country, we play host to quite a number of refugees, There is one particular refugee camp known as Kakuma. We have got so many Sudanese, people from South Sudan, people from the Somalia, uh, some as far as DRC Congo who are there being hosted as refugees. They ran from their country because of the troubles that are there, because of lack of peace that was there, because of the troubles they were experiencing and they landed in that place and they have found a place of refuge some of them have been able to pursue their educational aspirations some of them have become actors because of the life they live they have transformed that life into films and they have become prosperous so One of the children, it is understood that some of the children of the local community around that refugee camp looked at the education offered by the United Nations to these refugees, looked at the lifestyle these refugees were living, and he told the father, why are we not refugees? The father asked, why do you want to be a refugee? These people are leading a better life than we are leading. They go to better schools than us. Sometimes the refuge we run to becomes a better place than we ever dreamed of. Praise the Lord. Europe is agonizing because of the same issue, but we don't want to talk about the physical problems the refugees go through. I want to talk about the spiritual refuge that we are seeking for in our lives many of us are traumatized because of the experiences that we have gone through from a personal level we smile we walk along the road smiling happy and people think we are okay But deep within, disturbed, we are looking for a place, presence of God, then he realized there was joy. The joy he was missing out there was found in the presence of God. And that is why I wanted us to just meditate on this and say, Let us think about the presence of the Lord and what it offers to us. Proverbs eighteen ten, the Bible says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run runs into it and is safe. High and strong, praise the Lord. That is a place where even if you are a righteous man, you need to run to. Praise the Lord, because you'll find yourself high, strong in that place. You'll find yourself protected. You'll find administration in your life that probably your former place is not offering, and you need it. That is why the same psalmist is saying in chapter 18 that this name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe, high, and strong. Because of the experiences he has had, he has realized the closer I move to my Lord and discover him and understand him. We don't know the names of people just by looking at them from afar. We get to know the names of people in the context of that he has spoken it by being close to them. So it is the presence of the Lord that this man has realized he can get refuge in it. I pray that as we move closer to God, we will find it a better refuge than we have ever had in our lives. Verse 2 says, the second point takes us to verse 5. Verse 5 says, Lord, You alone are my inheritance. You alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. Three additional things can be identified or picked out from this verse. The issue, the question of inheritance. Then the question of blessing. The question of being our God. So, an inheritance is prepared for us in the refuge that God provides. An inheritance that is beyond our comprehension. The Bible says, is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that which we think, that which we speak, that which we pray over, that which we imagine. Now, try to imagine the best that you want for your life. Are you imagining Try to imagine the best you want for your situation now. What that that scripture says is that after you have reached your limit of imagination. After you have reached your limit of imagination of what you want out of that situation. Our God is able to do beyond that imagination. What that scripture is saying is after you have shed your tears, you have cried to God concerning your situation, desiring that he may change it, you may have a turnaround, and you pray the best you can, you fast the best you can, and you feel you have reached your best, our God is able to do beyond that prayer. Yeah. Praise the Lord. That's the inheritance that we have in our God is able to do much more than we imagine there is inheritance that has been prepared for you and can only be realized in god's presence if you look at verse 6 it has something also to add to that and here i want to reveal a very deep secret about my life now i can see the ears of people popping up we love hearing secrets of people
1: Hmm? Don't we? When I was still looking for a wife, I was also looking for the verses to write on the wedding card. So many verses were flashing in my mind. One of the verses that was was, was flashing was this verse six. The lines have fallen
0: unto me in pleasant places. Here, yeah, I have a godly heritage. Praise the Lord. Fortunately, the majority of us are already married. There's no rehearsal. We have already passed. There's no other card you'll print. But for the young people, you can also cry to the Lord that I want pleasant lines to fall. Praise the Lord. That you want pleasant lines, lines to fall in pleasant places in your life. The reason why I was saying, I was thinking about that verse. At that time it used to speak to me of good times that God has lined up in my life. A good heritage that he will give to me when I get the wife that he has chosen for me. But I want you to translate that. You may not be looking for a wife now. You may be looking for something else in your life. And I want you to cry to God in your heart. And just rejoice and say. Please. And lions, I mean lines have fallen and places in your life. When the psalmist understood this. That God was doing something. Some special things in his life. Regardless of the experiences that he was having. He went to verse 11 and said. The path. He went to verse 11. Let me read this version. It's the one that brings it out well. That your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there is pleasure forevermore. Praise the Lord. A troubled heart, a troubled spirit in our midst can find pleasures at the
1: right hand of God. I call unto you
0: to trust this God and to know that he has prepared something special for you. If you only draw closer to him, be in his presence. Be in his presence. The third thing from that passage that must have also moved the psalmist, draw it from verse 7. Sorry, I've not spoken about the blessings. We had said there were three things. Inheritance, blessings, and protection. The blessings. This same psalmist said in Psalms 23. Says that he leads, you lead me in green pastures. In quiet waters. Praise the Lord. It is... Out of drawn experience of being close to God. That this man was able to speak those things. I don't know if you are preparing a psalm in your own life. Your own psalm that you can speak to God. I don't know how many of us desire to speak such psalms concerning their own lives. Their own experiences. He lays that table before my enemies. Those of us who are experiencing troubled
1: environments in our place of work. Where
0: we stay. You can also speak a psalm into your life. That God is going to lay a table before your enemies. That you will
1: cause a cup to overflow.
0: He will shake it down, press it down, shake it, and it will run over. This God, these words he has spoken, they were not there to entertain people. They were there because they have got life. He says, the words I speak to you are life, spirit and life. They can translate into action. Go back to Genesis. God did not sit and start molding things, He spoke. He spoke, and the things that we see came into existence. Praise the Lord. That's how powerful the word is.
1: That God can speak
0: and is willing to speak into our lives into those situations to transform them. But are we in a position to hear? We are too far. We are not in his presence to hear those words. So we walk as though our creator has abandoned us and yet is very much willing to speak and transform our situations from what we are going through.
1: Quiet waters. The blessings of quiet waters. No troubled life. No troubled mind.
0: You guard all that is mine. We are still in verse 5. You guard all that is mine. This God is well
1: able to protect all that he provides for you. Sometimes we lose so much because we try to
0: protect it ourselves. And God lifts his protection off because you are struggling with him. He wants to protect what he has provided, but you are telling him, God, wait, I know how to do it. So he lifts his protection. You end up
1: losing. Verse 7.
0: I will bless the Lord who guides me, underline those, guides me. Even at night, even at night, my heart instructs me. Verse 8, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. Just this week, I came across some posts I
1: shared with some brethren.
0: A man in our own eyes. In our own judgment. On our own scales. Saved as we are. If we looked at this man. we will say this is. A man that God is using. He is in the presence of God.
1: Went ahead. He was running
0: a ministry. Went ahead. Invited. The best praise and worship leaders
1: organized a meeting.
0: And everything was set. The best musicians were around. Everybody was there celebrating and dancing. Because they were in a meeting organized. And they believed this is a man of God. He has organized a great meeting. So they were celebrating. But the Almighty God was faulting that meeting. He began to assess it from the inception. Whose
1: idea was this meeting? Who went about planning?
0: So it took God's intervention for this man to come to the realization All his labor in the house of God, wonderful as it was looking, exalted as it might have been judged, it amounted to nothing. Because something happened and suddenly he went into some visions, a period where he was able to see what was going in the spiritual realm. And he saw it was just emptiness in that meeting. Emptiness. People were celebrating, feeling great. But so much was wrong in that meeting. But if we were to judge, ask Christians, how was the meeting? Wonderful. We were blessed. It was great. The praise was wonderful. No problem with that. But what does the heaven say about... What is going on? That's a question that must bother us. What is heaven saying about what I'm doing? What is heaven saying about this preaching? What is heaven saying about the activities we involve ourselves with? Is it approved of God? So verse 7, the psalmist came to understand something. That's why he's saying... I'll bless the Lord who guides me. The psalmist had understood. That in all that he could achieve. Unless God gave him direction. All amounted to nothing.
1: All was empty.
0: He would leave the church feeling exhausted. And feeling like he's drained. And indeed he was drained. But on
1: the scoreboard of God, he was still wanting. So, we thank God for
0: telling us this. That this psalmist came to a point where he realized that he needs to thank God. Because he guides him. Most of the mistakes I have made, and there are many, they are not few. Praise the Lord. Now, some of you are quiet, but I know we are many in this group. We are many who have made such blunders in life. Big mistakes. If you sit down and begin to investigate, interrogate yourself, I made the decision. I started implementing. I went ahead to push through. And I failed. Praise the Lord. Why? I did not seek the guidance of God. I went ahead as my intellect determined or directed me. I looked at things scientifically. I saw this and these measures up. I went ahead and it didn't work. Why? Because I never took time to ask God. What are you saying in this situation? Yes, the opportunities look so open, but what are you saying in this situation?
1: It is in the presence of God that we
0: receive guidance, divine guidance on what to do. That brings success. That brings victory. But the moment we decide to do it based on our experience, based on what we know, Based on what we have learned. Frustration. We invite frustration into our lives. Because some things don't just work according to the book. Praise the Lord. Now. Because many of you don't believe me. And there are many. Many of you listening to me now. Probably are not getting this very clearly. I want to ask you a very simple question very simple question they call him Zubabak who is this man this young man he owns Google or Google
1: you know him even if you don't say you know him all these people which business school did they go to
0: if you learn business you learn the skills of business then you should apply those those skills and they should give you a lot of success
1: true of us but how many professors of this in the business school are as successful as these people Am I talking about subjects that we know or? I'm not. (laughs) This is the reality of life.
0: That when God steps into, God decides to bless. It does, It breaks the boundaries of understanding. It doesn't matter what you know and what you don't know. He has decided. He has decided. And it shall happen he can choose a student to implement the same principles and be more successful than the teacher that's up to him but for you as a child of God some of this wisdom because that, uh, that is just wisdom from God it's not something you learn from the lecture. And the opportunities he avails. Some of these things we miss because we are very far away from the presence of God. Now somebody is looking at Kenneth and saying, eh? I've already confessed, I've put a, a disclaimer, I've said I'm part of this big group that has been missing this. Is that clear? So I'm, I'm talking from the position of a victim. Not a successful person in terms of listening to God. I'm speaking as one who has also fallen short in that area. But I'm saying it is time for us to begin to engage God in a new way. It is time for you as a child of God to begin to engage God in a new way. That will be achieved in his presence. Praise the Lord. So i say some of the mistakes we have made are very painful. Some of them leave a lot of bad memories. Because we had all the good intentions. We went ahead to do something. But it turned out to be bad. And it has disturbed us for long. God is well able to restore. Let us draw closer to him again to listen to him and He will give us the opportunity to come up again. I've already said most of the mistakes is because I took the leadership of decision making. I took the decision to act. I took the decision to to do everything and the I failed. But it's time to allow the Lord to take over. Let him begin to drop ideas in our lives. Let us be patient to listen to him and keen to listen to his voice. The idea may look weak, but if it is from God, he already has seen much, far much ahead how he's going to drive that idea until it reaches the, that point where you, want, you need to be. Praise the Lord this understanding fortified the psalmist gave him a lot of understanding so we begin to look at verse 9 and see something very interesting verse 9 I want you to listen to what he says no wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice my body rests in safety when does somebody say such a statement he has now reflected back He has understood all these things were because of this. Is that clear? He has understood his heart is glad because he has refuge in the Lord. He has understood that he can rejoice and is glad because God caused lions to fall in pleasant places in his life. He provided an inheritance for him. He provided blessings for him. So now he's realizing it is because I was in the presence of God. I will hearken to him. That's why he was blessing me. Such a discovery is a very powerful thing in our life. Because if you discover the secret of how things work, then you always go there. Whenever a challenge comes, you always go there. And the more you practice doing it, the more it becomes part of your lifestyle. And so God will bless each one of you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now somebody is saying, Kenneth, you have talked about being in the presence of God and the good things that this psalmist has observed. So what do we need to do? And I'm saying, The first thing is for us to prepare for the entry into the presence of God. Prepare yourself for the entry into the presence of God. Let's look at Exodus, Exodus 40, verse 9. Exodus chapter 40, verse 9. The Bible says, these are instructions that God is giving to Moses. He says, take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all its furnishings to consecrate them and make them holy. Underline the word tabernacle and anointing. It's a song you used to sing. Noe no, know, no, no, yeah, the temple. Know ye not, know ye not, you are the temple. Know ye not, know ye not, you are the temple, the temple of the living God. Praise the Lord. The tabernacle signified or in, gave, them, gave the children of Israel the understanding of God's presence in their midst. And so God is telling Moses, I know you are using humanly implements utensils and everything but I am going to sanctify them, to make them holy so that my presence is actually in that place. So our lives may not have been very good. Our fellowship with God may not have been very good because we are human beings but God is giving you instructions to start sanctifying yourself. Just the same way he told Joshua, sanctify yourself for tomorrow, I will do a new thing. You can stand somewhere and say, Lord, I want to sanctify myself, for I'm expecting something new from you. Moses followed all the instructions, Verse 10: anoint the altar of the burnt offerings and its utensils to consecrate them. Then the altar will become absolutely holy. You can allow God to sanctify you and me. And we can become acceptable in his presence. We can become a place where God is longing to be. Become a temple that God is willing to reside in. And when God is residing with you, you know now his presence is there with you. True or false? So when his presence is with you, There are some unique blessings that follow. You may not have to pray, but those blessings will just automatically come. We will see that in a short while. Praise the Lord. The instructions were elaborate and very clear. Moses had to observe each one of them and follow them to the detail. And the process was to be followed through. And then when it came towards the end, verse 33, the Bible says, Then he hung, now it's the final stages. Then he he hung the curtains forming the courtyard around the tabernacle and the altar. And he set up the curtain at the entrance of the courtyard. So at last, Moses finished the work. That means he accomplished what God had spoken to him concerning that situation. Concerning the tabernacle, concerning your life, God may have spoken some things concerning you and me. We need to pay keen attention to those things, begin to follow them and put them in place. We will be setting ourselves available for God's presence in our lives. Now, as I speak to you, I know I'm speaking about God's presence in your life and in my life. But I don't know what God is speaking to you. That will depend on your, the way you have presented yourself to him. Because God may be speaking to you something else apart from what we are saying. And that something else is what you need to address. Not what we are speaking now. Because you may be hearing from him something else. I don't know what it is in your life. Listen and address it. So this man accomplished. And verse 34 says. Then the cloud covered the temple. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. As a result of following the instructions that God was giving. And observing them to detail. Moses presented himself to a place where he was able to be visited with God. And on behalf of the children of Israel. So you being the temple of God. You, your body being the temple of God. Can be presented in a manner. That God will find a place to reside. And let's see what happens. When God resides in you. I've got a few things that I'll go over here. First the things to avoid. Or the, to pay attention to. When we want God's presence to be with us. One, avoid familiarity with God. Avoid familiarity with God. What do I mean? There are some people, there are some people, they are friends with very senior government officers. Out there, when the government officers are in their element, they are very good friends. But when that government officer, let's say a president, when he is in an official capacity, whether you are laughing with him in his own house, it is not proper for you to come there and say, hello, how are you, sir? You take your position. Once you start behaving like that, shaking his hand in a careless way, that is becoming too familiar with him. And you know, if he feels annoyed, he can just say, take this man to prison and you'll go. You know that. Show him the respect he deserves. He may be your friend, he may be your brother, but when he's in his official capacity, give him the respect he deserves. So let us avoid this familiarity with God, where we treat the things of God just casually. We, We are just moving in as though it's the normal business. It's not good. Second Samuel 6. Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 6. But when they arrived at the threshing floor of Nakon, the oxen stumbled, and Uzzah reached out his hand and steadied the ark of the Lord. Then the Lord's anger was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him dead because of this. So Uzzah died right there beside the ark of God. Uza did not know how to relate with God, even in public. He just took it. Ah, we have. Of course, that ark was lifted by people and put on that, on that cart. And there's a human being who is touching it. The same, uh, this human being who is just touching it carelessly dies. The other ones who lifted it and put it on that cart did not die. There's a relationship issue there with the God. Uzzah did not understand. He paid dearly. Learn to respect God. Number two, be prepared for an uplifting. Second Samuel 6 verse 10. So David decided not to move the ark of the Lord into the city of, the, of David. He was scared. Because somebody died, he was scared. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed, a dome of Gath. Verse 11 The ark of the Lord remained there in Obed's house for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed and his entire house. Now see what made Uzzah die and what made Obed to be blessed? Relationship with God.
1: One revered the
0: presence of God. And for that reason, there was blessing being drawn to him. The other one he treated it casually the presence of God. He treated it casually. He paid dearly. Let's not lose out because of familiarity with God. Let us be people who reference God. Verse 12 Then King David was told, The Lord has blessed Obed's household and everything he has because the ark of God. So David went there and brought the ark of God from the house of Obed to the city of David. With the great celebration. David realized. Ah, I was scared of this. Because of death. But it's not only death there. There are blessings also. Praise the Lord. And he went. He told his people let's go. Obed alone cannot benefit from this. And I stay here longing. And just watching from my window. He went and said. Lord I want your presence in the city now. He brought the ark in the city. We will decide that in our lives. Praise the Lord. That we don't want just to see God bless other people because they revere him and we miss out on that. No. Our time is gone. But I want just to say, John 16, 12 and 13, if you read it at your own time, you realize Jesus is calling his disciples and teaching them so many things, telling them so many things, until he says, there is so much more I want to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. So he's telling them, in my presence, there's a lot. There's a lot you can learn. There's a lot you can benefit. And this is not speaking in the open, it's speaking to his disciples, people he loves. When God draws you close, he will reveal many things to you be ready for that finally three things to remember we have been talking about the ark in the ark but three elements the tablet the birding rod and manna. the tablet was where god wrote his instructions how do you relate with the word of god god's instruction in your life how you relate with God's word in your life. The manna. It was the food God provided. The children of Israel. When they were in need in the desert. How do you embrace God's provision in your life? Are you going to treat them with pride? As if it is you who has worked through? Or are you going to be humble. And realize God has favor upon your life. The burning rod, God's authority it was Aaron's bathing rod. Aaron was a figure of authority among the children of Israel. How do you relate with the authority of God in your life? How do you relate with the authority of God in your life? Let's bow down
1: and pray.